0: Chapter twenty one of choice cookery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Choice Cookery by Katherine Owen. Chapter twenty one. Garnishes. In all choice cookery, the appearance of dishes has to be carefully studied. However good the taste may be, The effect will be spoiled if its appearance on the table does not come up to the expectation raised by the name on the menu for this reason the subject of garnishes requires to be considered apart from the dishes they adorn in the old time garnishes were few and simple and when not simple very ugly as the camellias cut from turnips and stained with beet juice nowadays garnishes are many and many so termed form part of the dish as what are termed floating garnishes for soup quenelles etc garnishes that are merely ornamental need not be so expensively made as those intended for eating foremost among fashionable floating garnishes for soup are the colored custards known as pate royal they are perfectly easy to make yet very effective served in clear bouillon colored custard prepare the custard with five yolks of eggs a gill of cream or strong bouillon and a pinch of salt butter small saucers or cups divide the custard in three color one with spinach juice or pulp of green asparagus another with red tomato pulp or the pulp of red carrot boiled and a third with pulp of beets a few drops of cochineal may be added to intensify the color of the last which is apt to be a beautiful pink instead of red the custard for which pulps are used must be strained after they are added expressing as much of the juice as possible the custard should be flavored delicately with the vegetable used for color spinach juice is very frequently directed to be used as coloring but scarcely anywhere is any indication given that the juice without preparation is of very little use it should be prepared as follows take a large handful of fresh green spinach wash it and remove decayed leaves only drain well then pound in a mortar or chopping bowl until quite mashed let it stand a quarter of an hour then squeeze the mass in a cloth and put the green water into a cup which set over the fire in a small saucepan of water watch the scum rise when it stands quite thick at the top and turns a vivid green remove at once if it remains on the fire after this the green darkens pour the contents of the cup through cheesecloth or thin muslin laid in a strainer the scum that remains is your colouring matter it must be carefully scraped off with a spoon and mixed with the custard only as much as is required to give the delicate green tint if any is left it may be mixed with an equal quantity of salt and put away it loses colour however after a few days the coloured custards must be set in water a small piece of buttered paper over each and the water allowed to boil gently round them till they are firm let them get quite cold then cut them into cubes or diamonds profiteroles perhaps the next in popularity of these floating garnishes are profiteroles or profits rolls as cooks call them they are made exactly like those intended for dessert omitting sweetening of course and a very small quantity is required as they must be dropped no larger than a pea and baked a pale fawn colour put a gill of water and a pinch of salt and two ounces of butter in a small saucepan as soon as they begin to boil draw the saucepan back and stir in four ounces of flour beat well over the fire with a wooden spoon until it becomes a soft paste then add the yolks of two eggs and white of one beating each yolk in separately it will be seen that the paste is similar to that made for cream cakes a similar garnish is made in the following way beat an egg with a pinch of salt and then stir in as much dry sifted flour as the egg will moisten work it well with the hands till it is elastic although stiff roll it on a pastry board until it is as thin as paper then roll it on a clean linen cloth still thinner and leave it a quarter of an hour to dry then fold the paste press it very tightly together and with a tin cylinder not larger in diameter than a cent cut out with considerable pressure as many small disks as you require to allow five or six to each plate of soup have ready in a small saucepan some smoking hot lard drop the disks in they will puff and swell till they are like marbles stir them and take them out of the fat they require only a few seconds to brown and must be taken out very pale add to the soup the last thing before serving while aspic jelly is certainly the handsomest of garnishes for cold dishes it is generally part of the food itself and should not be so lavishly used that when helped there is more jelly than meat served where the jelly is intended only for a garnish not to be eaten simple gelatine is sufficient for instance a large platter containing a galantine or a chaude froid may have a handsome wreath glued on the border of red and green leaves or holly leaves and red berries or any device that need not be disturbed by the carver for such decorations as these gelatin is melted in proportion of three ounces to a scant quart of water cleared with white of egg and then colored pale yellow with caramel or saffron vivid red with cochineal and bright green with spinach it saved time and trouble to let this congeal on dishes in thin sheets small cutters of ivy oak and other leaves can readily be purchased at the large house furnishing stores one word here about unedible decorations never admit them at a children's party they are the very part of the feast the little people will most crave red leaves for them must be of red currant jelly yellow of white etc forced butter is another form of garnish which adds much to the appearance of glazed ham or tongue it is butter beaten to a white cream then put in a forcer and a pattern traced on the ham which must be allowed just as in icing a cake a few ways of cooking vegetables it is not intended to go into the general cooking of vegetables although it may be said that even the choicest cooking can offer no greater luxury or alas a greater rarity than a dish of early peas or asparagus perfectly cooked but this is not the place to remedy the wholesale spoiling of summer vegetables that goes on in almost every kitchen i will only give what may be a few new ways of preparing familiar vegetables stuffed artichokes wash the artichokes boil till nearly tender drain them remove the middle leaves and chokes this is the fibrous part round the base lay in each a little rich forcemeat and put them in the oven to cook until the meat is done serve with rich brown gravy fried artichokes cut in slices lengthwise remove the chokes cut off the tops of the leaves wash them in vinegar and water drain them and dip them in frying batter fry in very hot oil or lard serve with fried parsley sprinkled with salt beet root fritters cut boiled beets in slices slice raw onions scald them dry them well then lay one slice of onion sprinkled with chopped chervil pepper and salt between two slices of beet dip them carefully in frying batter and plunge into boiling fat when pale brown take them up cauliflower fritters parboil the cauliflower that is to say boil until it begins to be tender about fifteen minutes then plunge it into ice-cold water this keeps it white break it up into branches dip each one into thick bechamel sauce slightly warmed let them get cold then take each piece separately and dip it into carefully made frying batter and drop them into boiling lard fry a pale brown, and serve garnished with fried parsley. End of chapter 21